Hello and welcome to Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. You can tell from last week, I sound better. I'm feeling better. I still have a little bit of congestion. It's a stubborn head cold, but I'm feeling a lot better, which is great because there's some day job updates. Now, I'd like to say I have a job. Sort of. Um, I did get uh, officially offered uh, a job, but then their corporate people said, no, he didn't fill out an application, so I had to go and fill out an application, and now I'm just waiting for corporate to get back to me and the go-ahead. But I was officially offered the job, so I don't know exactly what's going on, but I did get my first day, uh, which is next Monday. So, weirdly enough... Um, I was put in contact with the head of uh, HR for another company that I had interviewed. I thought it went really well. I didn't get the job. So they're going to get me in touch with someone who can possibly coach me for uh, further interviews if I don't get this job, the first job. And this this was the job that I was really looking forward to getting because uh, it would have been life-changing in terms of financials. And then weirdly enough, as I'm waiting for this corporate thing to come through on job number one while I get coached for job number two, job number three, uh, uh, job interview number three calls me and says, we just had something open up. Um, We're not going to know exactly what's going on for the next like 24 to 48 hours, but we'd like to keep you in the loop. And I went, great, I will keep you in the loop based on if I hear back from this other opportunity, i.e. job number one. So hopefully by the end of the week, I should have a job. I uh, couldn't tell you where at this point. I would have a job, hopefully, um, based on the fact that all of a sudden I'm being inundated with uh, job offers. Luckily, I got my head cold all out of the way, and I should be fine for whatever comes next. I got a lot of stuff done for the network last week, so the list has been pretty short um, of stuff I need to get done. Um, I'm going to be working on, hopefully, the last Black Falls piece, uh, or last on this on the list that I'm working on, um, I'm sure there'll be more as I think of more uh, uh, stories for Black Falls. Like I said, I have been really enjoying um, going back to that town and, and writing some of the weird stories. Though I've noticed that uh, all the stories I've been writing uh, seem to be about being um, like surveilled, watched, even when you don't know it, or by unseen forces. So it's interesting that uh, they're all super weird and paranoid and creepy. Because uh, I, I try not to be weird and paranoid and creepy. Uh, it happens, though. But uh, the new Black Falls will go up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it is recorded uh, because I had to record it for Mr. Wright. Um, so I processed it as Black Falls and then went in and changed a few of the tracks to turn it into Mr. Wright. Um, so the Black Falls stuff will appear a week after they pop on Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright's what it's there for. It was a lot of fun, like I said, going back to Black Falls, but I'll be working on the last, the the fourth piece for that. I've got to get some top five prep done for shooting the gap, and then that's it. Uh, once again, it's, I'm still working on the mechanics of um, launching fear agents. Um, I know I should be utilizing all of my time to start putting together all the pictures and kind of get um, an idea of how to do it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. But... Uh, it's a little, it's one of those, I don't want to get too deep into it. And then I get a job and then I can't give the time I want. So I don't think we'll launch fear agents until I've settled into the new day job and I can kind of gauge my time and rearrange my schedule to give it the attention that it deserves. Um, I don't feel bad about this whatsoever. It's not going by the wayside. I have parked, um, all the page names that I'm going to use for it. So I'm very happy there. 
Not a whole lot of uh, things going on after that. Just a few stray thoughts. Um, I know I usually wrap this uh, wrap this up on uh, weird pop culture stuff, but I was thinking about this while I was driving around. That really, in my uh, in my six CD changer in my car right now, you have a uh, one in three shot of hearing Blake Schwarzenbach, who I do talk about on Mister Right. Um, I don't know if I've talked about him on this show. He is a singer songwriter from a punk band called Jawbreaker, who ends up starting another band called. Judge to Brazil, and then I think he started another band called Crown Thorns, or or just maybe Thorns, something like that. I haven't heard that, um, and I need to track it down. I was actually on interpunk.com today, which was a blast from the past, from my early 20s. But uh, I worship at Blake Alter's, uh, Blake Schwarzenbach's altar. He, his degree and my degree are very similar. Not a coincidence, not an accident. Um, I'm hugely influenced by him. Uh, I, like I said, I talk more about what how he writes and what he writes um, on Mr. Right. I'm not here to necessarily do that on this show. Um, what I'm saying is that I've got like a jawbreaker, like greatest hits that I made. And then the three just Brazil albums. Okay. That's four out of six. Uh, the other two CDs right now are uh, bouncing souls, greatest hits and a pixie's greatest hits, both kind of that I made myself. So you have a one in three shot of hearing Blake Schwarzenbach. And I was thinking about how Deb doesn't really like jawbreaker or just Brazil uh, because she doesn't have like an emotional resonance with them the way I do, and I know a few other people who love them do. And part of it was that Bla- uh, 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 Jess Brazil hit, really got into him right after a breakup, and he writes the most beautiful uh, breakup songs I've ever heard. Check out the album Perfecting Loneliness. Gee, what a shock on that one. Highly recommended, uh, as is their other albums, Four Cornered Night and Orange Rhyming Dictionary. But I, I think I have that emotional resonance with them because of that breakup, and then I just like them because I like Jawbreaker and, and Blake and all that. Um, but I was thinking about how, like, does your personality draw you to music, or does your music, like, change your personality to suit it? Did that make sense? Because um, I'm thinking that, you know, a lot of people go, well, what do you listen to? And it, you know, I say pretty much everything, um, including some very old country. It's old country is the best. And, uh, you know, and some gangster rap thrown in there once in a great while, usually some hip hop. But I tend to just say I listen to like fast, angry music because I listen to a lot of punk and metal. Well, that reminds me, I got to make a mixtape for myself. Um, Anywho, um, but I was thinking about like, do I listen to like this fast, angry music because I'm angry or am I angry because I listen to this music and it makes me angry at the world or the government or certain institutions, uh, religious uh, hypocrisy, stuff like that, bureaucratic hypocrisy um, in terms of of punk and metal. Or, you know, am I just drawn to that because that's what I'm mad at? Um, And I'm not that mad anymore. I've kind of settled down. I'm not, okay, that's not true. I I still want to light certain buildings on fire uh, and politicians. That's a whole nother story. But it made me think about like music and personality. Like, what is the correlation? And I'm 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 no psychi- uh, psychiatrist, psychologist. I'm no doctor of whatever. Uh, I'm I'm I don't have a degree in musicology. That's an actual thing. Um, I'm not being glib. You know, I, I don't know if it's you know it, it's it's very chicken and egg. And I'd be interested to talk to some people and see which came first on that one in their opinion because music has shaped me. Um, but then again, I've shaped my own musical collection and gotten into things where I went, oh, I didn't think I'd like that. 
Um, is that because I don't, I didn't feel emotionally connected to it at the time, or is that because I just wasn't uh, uh, introduced to it or exposed to it yet? You know, music and personality, chicken and egg. And of course, like, you know, when I'm sad, I listen to sad music, which is not always great because uh, it makes you sadder. Um, and I actually made a mix to try to make me happy when I'm sad or depressed. Uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So once again, like, you know, the music can change your mood, but your mood affects the music you listen to. It, 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 it's just a little mind boggling. I've actually gone on about this a lot longer than I thought I would. So I'm going to wrap up with this because... I need to get worked up at the end about something stupid in a movie. So I have issues with Ghostbusters 2, specifically the end. I don't have a problem with a haunted painting. I don't have a problem with no one ever realizing that there was a hidden river of slime underneath New York City. No one ever found it. Even the Ghostbusters just went down a manhole and went, there it is. Like, why wouldn't sewer workers have found that fucking years ago? But that's a whole nother story. Like those things I can overlook. I have my issues with how did they steer the Statue of Liberty once they sprayed its uh, inner head with goop? Uh, how did they steer it? And uh, and then just the dumbness, sheer, uh, just ham-fisted dumbness that was once they spray the uh, Vigo the Carpathian uh, painting and it, like, melts, that there's this beautif uh, beautiful um, Machiavellian, uh, like, cherub-like uh, picture of... Uh, uh, the four Ghostbusters and Oscar the baby, and I was just like, "Well, that's fucking stupid." Like the followers of 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 Vigo were like, "They're gonna kill Vigo, so we better paint him over." Like it, it just the painting under the painting irritated me because it was so I thought hamfisted and just so so silly. Uh, despite obviously the premise of the movie and all the stuff I just described, I had a friend who broke my brain today. Or, I'm sorry, last week when we were talking about it, because I will get off on this Ghostbusters 2 um, painting rant uh, about once a month. And he goes, I said, you know, how do they fucking steer it? Like, they never show, like, a control? Like, is, is it drawn to, like, the, the negative, uh, like, slime shell that Vigo had made over the museum? Like, what? Like, how did they steer it? Did it just instinctively know to go towards more slime? Or did they have, like, a fucking Sega Genesis controller plugged into something that I didn't see and they should have shown so I don't have anything to talk about on this show for the last couple minutes? And my friend, uh, Ryan from Shooting the Gap, said, really, that's your biggest problem with this? And I went, yeah, why? And he goes, the Statue of Liberty has no legs. I went, what? And he goes, think about it. Like, if you were to go, quote-unquote, like, up the Statue of Liberty skirt, like, there's feet, and then there's skirt, but there's no legs. Let that sink in. They brought this thing to life. They steered it somehow. I don't know. It has no legs. It's like that kid on the skateboarding, kids. She has no legs. I never thought of it, like... I, I mean, I guess theoretically, like the the hips might be able. To, no, like it, it she like weeble wobble, like and and not fall down, obviously. But she has no fucking legs. Why did I never notice that before? Like I and I'm not gonna rewatch the movie because it's just gonna make me angry. As you can tell, I'm probably getting worked up, way too worked up about this. But like, let that sink in. Like that's way bigger than the dumb underpainting. That's way bigger than how do they steer it? Well, it's kind of about right up there with it. The Statue of Liberty has no legs. How did it fucking walk?
and it had to be whiter than than like a, the the city streets it was walking by. Like it would have taken out whole sides of buildings. I'm not talking about a Man of Steel, you know, Battle of Metropolis level like death toll and property damage, uh, which I totally rewatched Man of Steel, and so many people die in the last like 40 minutes of that. It's ridiculous. Um, Metropolis is really barely there at that point. Like, it, it would do so much property damage. I mean, it shows, like, the Statue of Liberty stepping on cars, and it's like, no, okay, um, to kind of give it scale, to give it uh, the sense of, of some of the slight destruction it would cause doing that. Um, but but it would take out, like, entire sides of buildings. And I'm like, like, several feet into the building, you know, 20 feet into each side of the building. I mean, I don't know how wide the Statue of Liberty is. That's something for Google, not for this show. But it would, it, it has no legs, like, and like I said, like, I'm, I was thinking maybe, maybe the hips would kind of work to kind of weeble wobble it. Like when you're like, you're moving into a place and you've got like a dresser or, or something like that. And you kind of weeble wobble it through the door or across the carpet. But in that, like her stability would be, uh, horribly hindered. Uh, and, and once again, like she would fall, I would imagine, especially knocking into buildings, you know, 20, 30, 40, I don't know, whatever feet like into each fucking building unless she's using the buildings to kind of bounce back and forth from to stabilize her that's something i'll bring up to ryan and go maybe that's what's going on as the statue of liberty is basically a giant weeble wobble that won't fall down thanks to um probably hundreds of millions of dollars worth of property damage let alone like the, the statue of liberty just like ends up like stuck in the middle of like new york city with its like torch slime through the the museum top like does it go back to the ocean? Like, what? Like, is it just stuck there? Like, maybe that's going to be in, like, Ghostbusters, the new one with the girls, um, where they're going to be, like, walking around and going, oh, shit, yeah, there's, you know, the Statue of Liberty in the middle of Times Square because that's where it stopped or whatever it is. I don't know the, the New York geography very well. Uh, I apologize uh, for anyone listening in New York that they're like, that's nowhere near where that museum would be, and I'm very sorry. Um, I would say, hey, it's just a movie, but then again, why the fuck am I getting worked so worked up about it if it's just a movie? It's not. <sighs> so anyway, that's it. Uh, that that was uh, a fairly neurotic uh, thing to go off about. So from damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, my name is Doug, and from damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have actually been my acute mental neuroses. Good night internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!